0: Hey everyone, I'm Emmanuel. I'm
1: Kali. And I'm Jameja.
0: And we're the hosts of The The Cooler, Cooler, your weekly dose of pop culture commentary. This week, we are talking about the imminent Oscars, and I have some advice for the people who will be giving speeches some do's and don'ts so that they won't bore us to death on Oscar night. Mm. (laughs) Exactly. We're going to get into a little bit about art and politics. And hear ye, hear
2: ye, King Kanye has a message.
0: Hmm. <laughs>
2: King
1: Kendrick
0: might <mine> disagree. Oh. <laughs> so on the top of the ledger is award shows. Are they obsolete? Do you guys even watch them at this point?
1: Uh, I'd hmm. never actually watched a full Oscars until last year. And I went to a, a local movie theater, the Roxy, and they have this great night where they play the whole telecast. And mm-hmm. I've never watched
2: it like did that. Did you dress up and do the whole thing? I did not. I dressed up in my usual clothes, which are pajamas. <laughs> I, I get excited about the idea of dressing up and throwing like a Grammy or Oscar party, but I don't really want to watch it. I just, I only watch for the live performances.
0: That's it. I feel like award shows, there's this aura around them where it does seem very exciting. And every year I'm excited about the Oscars or the Grammys or whatever it Mm -hmm. is, specifically the Oscars. And then when I start watching, I'm like, wait, this is really boring. It's so
1: dull. I had no idea how dull it was. Even the red carpet stuff that you always imagine to be really exciting. You kind of get a sense of what it must be like to be there, which is a lot of waiting around. Although last year I did get to witness that incredible... Melanie Griffith and Dakota Johnson, mother daughter (laughs) moment on the red carpet.
2: Fifty Shades of Grey has done so well at the box office. Feels like everybody has seen it. Have you? I don't think I can. I I think it would be strange. No, I don't think so. I think
1: it's fine. I think that one day you can see it. Yeah. I think so. And I'll just tell you until you see it, she's really good. Well,
2: she's a really good actress. I don't need to see that to know how good she is. All right. You don't have to see it. the next day like the fashion police recap will tell you everything that happened on the red that's carpet that's the thing if anybody says anything ridiculous it's going to be a sound bite the next day and, and TMZ or whoever's going to be cycling it and if anybody has a great performance again that's going to be online so maybe like the internet has ruined award shows
0: for us you don't even have to watch anymore the other day for the Grammys I only watched half and then I followed the rest on Twitter yeah. anything mm-hmm. notable that's where you go it's like sure. your
1: experience can be edited for you
2: right. exactly what well, well, that means for how your brain works I don't know Oh, and gosh. I don't wish to speculate. Hmm. Well, they say that I think that the ratings for the Grammys this year were the lowest since like 2009 or something like I'm yeah. that. I'm yeah. not surprised. So no one who's watching. But apparently they reformatted with um, LL Cool J as host. And now they've made a conscious decision to spend less time on the trophy giving and more time on the live performance
0: which takes us to our first question, which is, are right. they obsolete? Like, we never talk about who actually won the awards unless it's like a snub or something. Yeah. It's just all about, oh, Rihanna says she has bronchitis and, and left before she performed. Or Taylor Swift dissed Kanye in her acceptance yeah. speech. It's like headlines, right? Nobody cares about who won what. I was trying to think of ways where the award shows could become more memorable, especially mm. the acceptance speeches. You wait the whole telecast to watch. Three hours. Yeah. For the Jennifer grammy. Lawrence to win something. And then she goes up and just rambles off a list of names. Well, she trips on the way. Yeah. <laughs> (laughs) and she trips thanks for that so i came up with some do's and don'ts for future award recipients of what they should and shouldn't do based on past oscar slash grammys slash golden globes let's Let's enliven this glorified beauty pageant Mm -hmm. let's my first do is do go off script to get in a good cackle because cackling instead of being really composed and saying what your pr agent said Mm. you should say is more endearing it's adorable Let's hear someone cackling during their Oscar acceptance speech. So I thank you for
2: really making me feel so... (laughs) I love it up here. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah. Wait. So, how much of that <laughs> was is rehearsed? Authentic emotion, and how much of it is you can never tell? With totally actors. calculated normalcy.
0: Yeah, you can't really tell with actors, yeah. but it did seem like she just was possessed in that moment. I mean, she did <laughs> just win an Oscar, and it was really exciting. Well,
1: you know that people accuse Michelle Obama of deliberately stuttering in her speeches
0: to make her seem more human.
1: I think so. To seem more authentic and less kind of poised and less polished. <laughs> Who knows when becoming less poised and polished was <laughs> a good thing? I'm I a thing, I guess. more approachable and relatable she's simply too fabulous i think and people have a real problem with that
0: oh i hope michelle obama receives an oscar someday and stutters her way through it i
1: would love that mm. every word
0: or every yeah. other word those guns mm. <laughs> next do mm. i just said you can cackle but there is a limit to how far you go so my next do is do have a modicum of chill okay <laughs> a modicum no one's a unit of chill <laughs> yes
2: the first time I didn't feel it, but this time I feel it, and I can't deny the fact that you like me right now. You like me.
1: Yeah, <laughs> That's so painful to listen to. It's
0: memorable, it? but the reaction shots of people in the audience, are like, oh, uh, girl. They're clapping, but they're too just like, it's uh, too much."
1: You can trace the lineage right up to Anne Hathaway. the way. You, you were going to say that. Yes.
0: Correct. Oh. Her being like, it came true. It came it's like, true. stop. Just dial it down. Yeah. Modicum um, of chill, people. Modicum, modicum of, of chill. chill.
1: <laughs> so remember that if people can't manage a modicum. What smaller unit of chill could they perhaps aim for? Amanda? An iota. An iota. Mm-hmm.
0: Or a nano iota. <laughs> 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 Just figure it out. Your PR person will help you. Mm-hmm. Next, do. Uh huh. Do have attitude? Oh, okay
2: so many people are like, please rap wait a minute i waited 20 years for this you gonna wait um yeah you're gonna give me a little more time i think
0: yeah so that is taraji p henson yes. at the this year's yes. golden globes even if it's a great speech that just started they'll start playing the music and she told them no she was like not today cookie shall not wait not yes. today And I like that she started her speech with cookies for everyone tonight, and she actually brought cookies and handed them out into the audience while she was walking up there handing out cookies. Amazing.
2: I always wonder if they know in advance whether or not they've won. They always say that they don't.
0: Sometimes your campaign, like if Harvey Weinstein or something is on your side, you know who's going to win. Uh, And especially for the Oscars. Like Leo knows he's going to win this year which is another reason why award shows aren't fun to watch because we already know what's going to happen.
2: So what's with the like, oh, my God, I'm so not prepared. Mm. I didn't write a speech. I wrote something on this toilet paper and like what? what?
0: Acting. Mm. Anne Hathaway School of Acting. <laughs> it came true. Yeah, you bought it. That's why. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's harsh.
0: Next up, if you're going to list a bunch of people do think outside of the box in how you deliver it.
1: The best idea goes in the pot. Whether you're Hornick and Bach, pun Biggie, your puck. The cast, unstoppable. Band is unbeatable, inimitable, inevitable. Always inspiring me to pull through. Vanessa, Angie, Ili, Ellie, we adore you. Sebastian, daddy's bringing home a Grammy for you. Vanessa-
2: that is preparation. Yes yep so i just got i don't on my know thigh. what they won for but i know the speech is the only one that i remember from that night but yeah. wait for those who don't
1: know explain who that is
0: that is someone from hamilton accepting a grammy they listed a bunch of people i don't know which is usually a snooze fest but it was interesting it, it rhymed. Fun.
1: i do have to ask if you're that prepared with your speech and you don't win do you go home do you do your rap in you, the
2: mirror? You do it and then you post it on YouTube. You're like, this, this is, is, is what this I would is, have done. This is what we do in the new millennium.
1: We A didn't win. you bastards <laughs> had given me the award. You your missed loss.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Okay, this next one is, do think twice before threatening to kidnap and have sex with everyone in the audience. Oh. I would oh. like to be uh, uh, Jupiter and kidnap everybody and lie down in the firmament making love with everybody. <laughs> Because I don't know how to express, it's a question of love. Oh, okay. Do you feel violated? Uh, I, was, I was. I was like, <laughs> I wish
1: we could have a photo of us listening to that
0: clip.
2: I was like, okay, you want to what now? Who's that?
0: He wants to lie you down in the firmament, and he's Jupiter. Mm. It's Roberto Benini. But I love that speech, but it's weird. So I would just say people who are going to give a speech, mm. think twice before going that far. I'm not defending
1: it, but we've all had those moments in meetings where you're like, you, the external voice happens and you're like, what are you
0: saying? Stop, <laughs> Stop talking. You know, we've all been in meetings where we've been like, I want to lie you down in the firmament." Yeah.
1: I'm all for lying down in the firmament. But if we can just, you know, pull back from the uh, making love part, the unsolicited sex. And calling it kidnapped.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that might not be. I'm just imagining this happening. Happening.
0: Why? Next, do. Do use Maya Angelou as an excuse to go ham on everyone.
2: Oh, hello. I'm really
1: sorry, but I have to use this time. See, Maya Angelou said that we we as human beings at our best can only create co- opportunities. And I'm going to use this opportunity the way that I want to use it.
0: So what I want to say is everybody out there that's
1: watching, everybody that's watching this world, this world is bull****. And you shouldn't model your life, wait a second, you shouldn't model your life about what you think that we think is cool and what we're wearing and what we're saying and everything, go with yourself, go with yourself.
0: That's Fiona Apple at a MTV Video Music Awards back in the 90s. What happened to Fiona? She still does the music? She does stuff. She had an album a couple years ago. It was great.
1: That's like a break glass in case of emergency thing, isn't it? If you're losing the audience, Maya Angelou quote.
0: <laughs> and Maya Angelou probably didn't even say that. It's like, so Maya Angelou told me to tell you guys.
1: <laughs> it's like all those fake quotes on Pinterest. Like, Bleeding. love yourself and your waistline, Marilyn Monroe.
0: <laughs> What's next? Next do. Do avoid saying something insufferable and then hooting like a frat boy. Oh. There's no way that I can
1: express to you what I'm feeling right now. My heart is full to bursting, except to say, I'm the king of the world! That. oh god and who was that my body is prickling. james cameron that was james cameron
0: accepting for titanic like uh, best director you just know
1: katherine bigelow's at oh. the back with her arms
0: folded like you what's that joke that tina fey and amy poehler said about Catherine bigelow and james cameron oh
1: because uh, she made zero dark 13 because she'd lived with james cameron for so many years she knew a thing or two about torture <laughs> yes
0: <laughs> uh speaking of haters because <laughs> we're kind of being hated right now do kill your haters with cuteness. Oh, okay.
1: And thank all of you who voted for me, and all of you who didn't, please excuse me.
0: That's Ruth Gordon from Rosemary's Baby. Mm-hmm. She's cute as a button. And. Yeah, I like that she addressed her haters in that way. Mm -hmm. I mean, all these years later, now we have Taylor addressing her hater, Kanye. Love your haters. In a different way. But back in the day, it was just, you know, excuse me. Mm. Sorry. Sorry about it. And final do. Mm -hmm. Do resist being played off by the orchestra by screaming, I love you a billion times. Mm, Okay. Who is that that is cuba Gooding junior for <laughs> was it? jerry Maguire? yeah wow he was living in that moment and he didn't want it to end oh. and good for him so if you listeners ever intend to accept an oscar or a grammy am or, i yeah mm-hmm. go to org slash pop there will be a post with even more do's and don'ts of award speeches so
1: practical and handy thank you india
2: Speaking of awards moments that aren't boring as hell, can we talk about Kendrick Lamar's performance at the Grammys this yes, year? Yes, please. please. If, in case you didn't watch, Kendrick Lamar basically did a performance that had everybody talking the next morning. It was super political. He came out dressed as an inmate in chains, dancing around a fire with African tribal heritage surrounding him. Um, and then he also introduced a new song in which he talked about Everything from Trayvon Martin to white privilege to, I mean, he just, it ran the gamut. So a lot of people had a lot to say the next day. Well, the White House had a lot to say. Didn't the they White and House congratulations? tweeted congratulations. I don't know when that has ever
0: Happened. I thought you were going to say the white people had some. to say, <laughs> that is true. That's where I thought that was going
2: to go. The White House and the white people That's yes. where. I, that's opinions. where I thought it was going to go. But I feel like it has been the blackest black history month ever with, with, <laughs> with Beyoncé's yep. performance at the Super Bowl and then now Kendrick Lamar's performance at the Grammys. And so I just feel like the musical tide is sort of becoming a lot more political. And so I was thinking about just all of the politics that's happened over the years from Beyoncé to Kendrick. Um, And then I started thinking about Sinead O'Connor at SNL. Oh, ripping up a picture of
1: the Pope. Yeah,
2: I started thinking about Kanye West during the Hurricane Katrina telethon. George Bush doesn't care
0: about black people.
2: And Nina Simone actually had a lot to say about artists reflecting what's happening in society. An artist's duty, as far as I'm concerned, is to reflect the times. I think that is true of, of, of painters, sculptors, poets. Musicians, I, its for as I'm concerned, it's their choice. But I choose to reflect the times and the situations in which I find myself. That to me is my duty. I, and, and, and at this crucial time in our lives, when everything is so desperate, when every day is a matter of survival, I don't think you can help but be involved. We will shape and mold this country or it will not be molded and shaped at all anymore. So I don't think you have a choice. How can you be an artist and not reflect the times? That to me is the definition of an artist. So, I mean, when is it okay? Do artists have a responsibility to actually speak out and talk about what's going on? I think that when
1: people object to it, it's because the sentiment or the opinion that's being expressed does not feel authentic. doesn't feel like it comes Mm. from a real place of experience and knowledge. I think then people can really sniff that out and that's when they object to it. I'm not sure that people object to it so much when it's a heartfelt sentiment, even if it's expressed in a way that isn't incredibly well formed mm-hmm. or premeditated. It's Again, it's honest
0: emotion. It goes back to what we were talking about, authenticity. I think that the opposite might be true because when people do believe these things, like Nina Simone, speaking mm-hmm. of her, she came out and released Mississippi Goddamn and, mm-hmm. and was speaking the truth. And she was banned and radio stations would send back her records cracked in half. And it ruined her. And we've talked on the show about Janet Jackson. um, It was an
1: unintended political
0: statement. Exactly. And the Dixie Chicks, Uh they really felt what they were saying about George Bush and the war And they're blacklisted still. You
2: know, what's interesting is that I was I was thinking about Nina Simone, but then I was also thinking about Marvin Gaye because when he dropped What's Going On, it was a completely different sound from what people expected from Motown. And Mm. it was way more political. And I don't know if he had as much backlash. And this morning, interestingly enough, I was reading a piece on Salon.com about how there have not been as many think pieces thus far about Kendrick Lamar's performance in comparison to Beyonce. Mm-hmm. Ah. And how most of the reviews about his performance are all sort of like, this was great, he was the highlight of the Grammys, but he, they're not really being picked apart in the same way that Beyonce is being picked apart.
1: And correct me if I'm wrong, but Kendrick Lamar is a man. <laughs>
2: yes, you I are believe. correct.
1: You are Feel correct. free to stop me at any point <laughs> if this isn't making sense.
2: And so I, I wonder if that plays a role too, where, you know, if it's sort of like the male-female dynamic, mm. whereas men are able to because we've given Kanye a lot of chances right
0: <laughs> all the chances
2: we're about to give him another chance at the end of this podcast. Kanye has gotten all the chances so I wonder if that if that plays a role too gender is I mean well, I'm not a wonder I know it plays, plays plays a role
0: I feel like an American pastime like next to baseball mm-hmm. is critiquing women how they look how they speak what they mm-hmm. think what their songs sound like what they're wearing what their faces look like they can't age but then if they right. try not to age we judge them.
1: We laugh at them if they try. Yeah,
0: it is not equal in terms of judgment with the sexes. And I think that's partly what's going on. But also with Beyonce, Kendrick has always kind of been cutting edge with like what he's putting out there. Uh Beyonce has been kind of safe up until recently. Mm. Her last album was like, now I'm sexual. Right. And then now it's. Now I'm political. Before she she never gives interviews, she never really has an opinion. She doesn't really talk. So I think people were kind of taken aback by that and like, Oh, now you're political because mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter is trending. Mm-hmm. Well, that's
2: something that she's been accused of, too. Yeah, her Um, silence has been commented on. Her silence has been commented on. And now people are accusing her of sort of like co-opting the Black Lives Matter. Now I will speak. For her own agenda. So that could have a lot to do with the backlash. But but again, are we expecting too much from
1: an artist? that They don't just go with the tide. They don't just go with the trending topics. Mm -hmm. Is that not what a performer does? I mean, Madonna's made a pretty good career out of bandwagon jumping for the last couple of decades. (laughs) You know, oh, should we be surprised when someone says, and this, yes, I will co-opt this moment.
0: If people are using their platform to speak for people who can't speak for themselves... Like you just mentioned, Madonna and in the height of AIDS, when people wouldn't even be in a room with someone who had HIV. Mm -hmm. She was out there with her gay friends who had HIV and would kiss them on the mouth. And it apparently created issues with her and Sean Penn, her husband at the time. She was quoted as saying, Sean is scared I might pick up the virus. He keeps insisting that it's possible because not that much is known about AIDS. I tell him to grow up. And she really took a chance with that. People were scared, and it was different times, and she had nothing to gain from that. Uh-huh. She was just trying to do something good. And more good is coming out of what Beyonce's doing. Black girls and boys are probably listening to that being like, oh, I see myself in that. Yeah, I have that kind of nose, too, and whatever. Yeah. You know the layer. I find it interesting that people
2: were surprised at all of her references to being black and why that was shocking. To well, it's people. like that
1: Saturday Night Live sketch that just came out. Yes.
2: America discovers Beyonce is actually black. Yes, because <laughs> if you if you have been a Destiny's Child fan from the very beginning, Beyonce has always been very very black.
0: Breaking news: all four of them were <laughs> oh,
1: black. What? I'm thinking back to the writings Wait, on so the wall, wall album. So Lamar cover. is a man. Destiny's Child were black. How
2: many more just surprises? Bombs do you intend we have to surprises drop. for you. <laughs> So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see whether or not Kendrick gets the same kind of backlash. But like you said, he's always been political. So maybe it's just something that people expected from him. But I don't know. I'm I'm just wondering if we should give artists more leeway to be expressive around political issues and topics. Like, do they have a responsibility to grab that megaphone and speak for people who don't have that platform?
0: Speak on it, people. That's my opinion. Speak. (laughs) You listeners at home can make your own opinion. You
2: can, or you can tweet
1: them to us at KQED Pop.
0: Nice.
2: Okay, ladies, now let's get information. trick, are you getting eliminated?
1: Well, I think in this episode we've talked a lot about people speaking their minds. <laughs> authentically or otherwise. <laughs> which I think very naturally brings us to the topic of Prince Kanye West. <laughs> <laughs> I think like four men with very long bugles. Yes, yes. (laughs) Just accompany him wherever he goes.
0: (laughs) Rose
2: petals. I'm very
0: coming to America. Rose petals at the feet. How do we know that that doesn't happen everywhere he goes?
1: We have no way of knowing. And so I think that by the time this episode actually comes out and people listen to it, he will have said something else on Twitter. He's saying something right now. But I I don't know about you guys. I kind of love it whenever I read Kanye West has gone off on another Twitter rant. I just feel like he is our modern day equivalent of some, like, vainglorious European prince that just wanders around conquering people in battle and making proclamations in town squares. People don't actually make proclamations now. Oh, he's the, what is he, he's the
2: greatest artist of all time. And I'm like, of all time? That includes Michael Jackson?
0: Okay. So. Did you hear his audio that leaked from backstage at SNL? Oh. So basically, in addition to calling Taylor Swift a fake beep, oof, he also compared himself to people like Picasso. And that's what we expect of Kanye. I was doing some research after you said vainglorious prince or king or ruler or whatever. That, that's my trademark phrase about Kanye now. <laughs>
1: Kanye, the sun king.
0: And I found out who he is a reincarnated version of. Go on. Caligula. <gasps> oh. Caligula. <laughs> oh. Okay, elaborate. Okay, so Caligula. He suffered from paranoia and narcissism. Check. He believed that he was a god. Jesus. Uh He was convinced that the God of the Sea was after him, and so he had his men go and stab the ocean.
1: The God of the Sea being Taylor Swift in this uh, (laughs) this analogy. Poseidon is
0: played by Taylor Swift. With her trident. Yes. He made his horse a senator, because he can do that. Oh my (laughs) gosh. He would show up in public dressed as various gods, and then he would just like pop off randomly, say he was at the Colosseum watching a game. When are you not at the Coliseum? Right. If they ran out of criminals to throw to the Lions, he was like, "Mm, just throw those people in that are watching the game. And they would just (laughs) throw people in.
1: So the next time Kanye goes to
2: see the Lakers, (laughs) don't be standing near him.
0: Exactly. So these are some of the reasons why I think Kanye is Caligula.
2: You know, the sad thing is that he's really talented. And it's not like he did not
0: do great work and like he did
2: not he he changed music like he's he's done some great things but it's kind of like all right
0: now just calm down. Settle down. Let us tell you <laughs> it's great in. instead of telling us that it's great before we even listen to it.
1: See, no. I'm going to disagree. In this <laughs> kind of media landscape, quote unquote, where everything is stage managed, people really only say something when they have something to promote. And he actually says what he's thinking at any one time about a wide variety oh, yeah. of topics. And you weirdly, in the age of Twitter, where you think it would have increased that, you don't often get those kind of
0: actually unfiltered thoughts it seems like his tweets are unfiltered and he's just like typing in like send whatever i don't
1: think he has like a social media person but
0: he does (gasps) receipts i have a receipt (laughs) one single receipt earlier this week he tweeted something with his social media editors notes in the tweet saying actually consider this different phrasing of this (gasps) And he tweeted it and someone screen grabbed it.
1: God, that would be the worst job in the world, wouldn't it? The most oh. stressful job. Well, that
0: person's been thrown to the lions. We know that oh. for that mistake. Yeah. You
1: <laughs> have that. But seriously, I, I think also that Kanye West kind of is redefining what, excess is because we talk a lot about celebrity excesses and we're Uh actually talking about people's actions we're talking about like justin bieber having a tiny monkey that he brings around
0: with him and (laughs) wait a minute
2: what what (gasps) you haven't seen no
0: he's like michael jackson like
1: bubbles yes just Google Justin Bieber Are you kidding monkey. me right now? No.
2: When will we stop biting Michael Jackson's holes? Like, how <laughs> you, you cannot call yourself the great. People are still biting Michael Jackson's entire life right now. So I strongly
1: recommend that everyone goes and Googles Justin Bieber monkey.
0: You might come up with some other <sighs> oh, things. Oh, yeah. Though. Sorry.
1: Yeah, just be safe. Search, safe search on. <laughs> But seriously,
2: we yeah, we're you kind said of said that, and the blonde hair is giving me like Macaulay Culkin vibes. <laughs> now I I cannot stop associating. him It's with very Macaulay the blonde Culkin. hair is very party animal, isn't it? Yeah, it's very, okay, kind of concerning.
1: But yeah, the way that people react when he goes on one of his quote unquote Twitter rants, and they call it, you know, excessive, and you realize you really don't hear this kind of stuff. I also, to your previous point, I think that we give him a free pass far more than we would do a celebrity who was not a man. But it reminds you of how like magnetic eccentricity can be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's we used to have crazy royals going around and saying crazy stuff. And it got written down in the history books. And now we have Kanye West and Twitter. So in short, go and follow at Kanye West. And yeah, stay tuned. It's pretty fascinating.
0: We bow to our... Sun King, the Sun Prince, King, Caligula, whatever you want to call him,
2: Jesus—he goes
0: by many names. Yes, as most gods do. <laughs> I am a god. I am a god.
2: Okay, so one good thing that came out of the Grammys for me was that I discovered Alabama Shakes. I would describe them as sort of like a soul funk rock sound. Uh, the lead singer, Brittany Howard, is like, in my mind, if Curtis Mayfield, Tina Turner, and Macy Gray had a
0: baby. Wow. Oh
2: like her voice. With the aid of science. Oh, That's, her voice. Good genetics. Like Right? Yeah. <laughs> is amazing. And so uh, since I heard their song on the Grammys, I've been listening to their latest release, uh, Sound in Color, and I've been all over it. So I just want to share with you one of my favorite songs right now.
0: A few thanks to give out. David Marcus, our podcast daddy, love ya. Carolyn Pennypacker-Riggs for our awesome, catchy theme song.
1: People love that theme song.
0: People like you and me. If you miss us, find us on social media at KQT Pop. Bye. Bye. Bye.